We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. Slash. Hi, Kat. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Desi. It is a two-man, two-lady show tonight. Hey, we can be men. We can be. It's a two-man show. It's a free world out there. We can choose how we want to be identified. That reminds me, there's a really funny bit in, I think it's The Life of Brian, Mm -hmm. which is like along the Monty Python Mm -hmm. type movies. Yes. And it's a bunch of like Greek philosophers talking about how uh, every man... Uh, should have the right to, and someone keeps interrupting and saying, all women, and they're like, yes, yes, all yeah, women all, should have the right to bear babies, right? Or, uh, wait, how could a man bear babies? Well, it should be his right, if he wanted to, <laughs> to have babies. <laughs> you got to see that. Oh. I've heard about that movie forever, and I love Monty Python. It is so, it's one of my all-time favorites. I just die laughing. I have a friend who talks about it, who's talked about it are the entire, like, 17 years we've been friends and I don't know why I've never watched it. I know. What a bad friend you are, my God. I know. That's your homework. Everybody out there, my mom who listens to this, everybody, <laughs> watch that movie. It's great. I'm going to now. I'll probably put it on after this just because like, I, ha- I feel like I have to. Fresh in your mind. You're going to follow up on the next I will. time I see you. I will. Like, <laughs> I'll be very threatening too. Okay. Anyways, uh, if you don't know what this is, you're listening to Whining with Nurses. I'm Desi. I'm Kat. And today we are drinking a wine I brought in honor of our newest podcaster, Jax. You might yeah. have heard him in a previous episode. Jen's um, baby. Jen's newborn baby. Super Aww. cute, perfect little th- creature. This, I shouldn't call babies creatures. It's fine. I like it. Okay. It's, people sometimes it's pe- like primal. Yeah. And kind of weird. And that's what we all are. I like are. that. Yeah. Anyways, this is a uh, Jack's wine. It's a Pinot Noir from uh, the Sonoma coast. It's a 2017 and I didn't do any research on it. Oh, thank I, you. I'm just holding oh, a second. Pop oh, the you. bottle. Uh, it's a uh, Kirk Vangi wine. And so he's a pretty well-known winemaker in mm-hmm. the Napa and Sonoma region. So let me pop the cork on this bad boy. You, we got to hear your struggle. <laughs> Did I, was I breathing really heavily there? It was just like, yeah, growling. Ooh, there we go. Yes. I just like mm. the look of that bottle. It's very yeah. smooth. The jacks just simple. Mm-hmm. Like they it. kind of have this style in a lot of Vangi wines. It's very bold. Um, labeling, labeling, and bottles—they're very yeah. heavy. Look at how thick the glass is. Yeah, the, it's, the top is uh, the way the opening. It's actually a cool. Yeah. Every, everyone will get to see a picture on the on the Instagram this week. But yeah, that's kind of a neat bottle. Yeah. Um, pour this. Pour me some. I, it's like weird. Like the I, bottle's so heavy, I'm shaking, <laughs> pour, stretching across. Pouring. You do some workouts. I know. Man. I gotta work those biceps. <laughs> just use the bottles. <laughs> yeah. you just do it in your living one room. rep equals yeah. one sip of wine. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, sure. That would yeah, work. go yeah. straight into rhabdomyolysis or something. Probably. <laughs> probably. Also, really like your watch. I know no one can see it, but thank you. This... It's like flat and sleek. And thanks. thanks. It's a movement watch. MVMT. Anyways, it's a great brand. I own like six of them. I'm a watch person. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start paying attention now. I'm yeah. an iWatch, the ugly, fat iWatch. They're so practical though. It is. It shows my blood sugar on my wrist. Oh, that's nice. So when I'm at work and I don't pull up my phone, I can see my blood sugar. That's the only reason I got it. We do um, on our unit, well, a lot of the nurses have Apple Watches and we'll do the walkie-talkie feature all the time. I've never used that. Uh, me neither, because I don't have an Apple Watch, oh. but I just pretend. And it's <laughs> like pushing your real watch. <laughs> yeah, I just go, Roger. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. And uh, nobody thinks it's funny, but I crack up at myself every time. And I do this joke at least once a week, too. It's like my best my best bit. I'd be over there just giggling, because my sense of humor would be like, oh, yeah, that's so good. Uh, 12-year-old boys, yeah. they love my sense of humor. Are there any 12-year-old boys listening? You know what's weird? Whenever I hear someone say 12-year-old boys, I immediately go to like some dirty place. Like, that's wrong. <laughs> like when you just hear like a 12-year-old boy, yeah. you're, like, you're like, 
It's because you think of like like scandalous teacher stories yeah. and mm-hmm. like yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Or like they're going through that like, you know, Not masturbating a, phase. Oh, it just either way. I just way, don't even really like that word to be honest. I don't either. I, I avoided saying it probably. Unless I'm saying my, I'm a master baker. Master baker. Yeah. Just to be like coy and then have people yeah. like look over at me twice. And then I'm like, I didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. Just master baker. Get your mind out of the gutter over there. <laughs> That totally didn't bring me the gutter. It brought me to a Great British Baking Show. <laughs> oh, you're, you're like I crawled love. out of the gutter for oh, that it's one. So good. Have you seen that? Um, you oh. know, I've seen some episodes. Oh, I'm not bad. really big into no. um, mm. home cooking things. shows, cooking, home renovation, yeah. HGTV. No, I'm not either. I don't like any of that stuff. I love this show though. Really? I even got Carter, who is. Totally not anywhere near that type of stuff. And he likes watching it. Wow. Probably doesn't want me to say that, but... That's my favorite thing is hearing um, girls or women talk about getting their significant other male counterparts into these shows that they would be, you know, totally mm-hmm. without. They would be missing out like on, on so much. Like on their own when they would never yeah. think like to watch my it. My sister-in-law just got my brother into Out- the Outlander series. Mm-hmm. Oh, <sighs> I was talking to my coworker about this and now I want to watch it. You've got a lot of things to do this weekend. Isn't that the one where they have a lot of sex? Like the... Yes, and he's super hot. Yeah, see, that just got... She's like, I started it and I think I watched like four episodes like years ago because I really like the idea of like... Yeah, she falls back into time and... Any time, anything with like time travel travel or anything is really fat or magic or fantasy. It's all, I love it. Or science-y fiction. I don't know. It's all good. Anyway. And then lots of sex. And I was like, I'm sold. I need to get back into it. (laughs) She hates watching sex scenes. So she's like, I feel like this is like borderline porn and I shouldn't be watching it. And like, I'm worried someone's going to come in the room. And I'm like, (laughs) I am excited. I want to watch this. It is a little awkward. We were watching um, on my break the other day. I took my break at the same time as CNA took her break and so we were watching the new season of Black Mirror uh-huh. and there it was on like the the lighting on her phone was really dim mm-hmm. and she was like oh I'm sorry do you want me to turn it up I'm like no that's fine and then a sex scene came on and I was like actually could you turn up the lighting on the- <laughs> <laughs> it'd be the one part I would probably turn the lighting down like I don't want anyone to see oh man uh, I was once on a subway in New York was it New York or Spain Any, either way um, and this guy is on his phone watching porn, like not and, hiding it. There's what? a million people on the subway just watching it there. The fall of and man. Not, he was he was doing it with like a straight face, not like it's like oh that's interesting. Like he was reading the yeah, newspaper or something. Exactly. And, I, and we're all it was so awkward. Everyone's just so looking weird. at each other, going, "No, like, my are guy you contact. seeing this too? Yeah, am I crazy? Is this weird? Yeah, I don't know. We're not talking about nursing at all, but I like this. <laughs> oh, that's a little intro there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyways, the wine's really yeah. good. It yeah. has oh. a lot of spice to it. I haven't Have even you tried had it yet. No, it has um, yeah, like more spice to it than fruit. I'd it's say. my baby making wine glass size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne glass, half full. Half full. Yeah, with red wine. That's all right. I'm probably not even pregnant. Well, your tolerance to wine is probably pretty low at this point. You said you've barely had alcohol for four months. No, that was caffeine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I drink a decaf, one or two decaf coffees a day, like 16 ounces, you know, (laughs) but like (laughs) decaf, no wine. I've only been off for like a week and a half. Okay. Okay. Probably my, this is nothing. I'll be like, oh, it's like juice. Uh, I always jokingly say, but then realized it's not a joke. It's real for me. I always say like, yeah, I like to go straight from my coffee to my alcohol Mm -hmm. because I work nights and I get up in the afternoon have like yesterday I went out for happy hour and had a cup of coffee first Mm -hmm. and then I had a margarita. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, no, I actually do that, Des. I I really do too. And I'm like embarrassed to tell people that I like, and I I always have to be like eating or drinking something. And this is I'm not joking. Like I'm always eating or drinking something. It's terrible that I'm a diabetic because it's really bad for my blood sugar. Yeah. And I don't like to eat big meals. I don't like to feel full and I always want to be eating. So if I eat a big meal, I get mad because I'm too full to eat something and I want to always be eating. (laughs) So I'm, so I'm usually at work since I can't be eating all the time. I'm like sipping on coffee because it's more exciting than water. Yeah. And it's not as exciting as booze, which I can't have at work. Not quite yet. (laughs) Not quite yet. And, um, uh, so where was I going? Oh yeah. So I'm sipping on coffee and then I come home and I obviously water in between and then I come home and 
just to have a glass of wine or something, you know, and yeah. you have to fill out medical forms. Like, how much do you drink? You're like, I have oh, like one or two glasses of wine. I don't want to face wine. that truth. Bottle. Bottle. Or the amount of caffeine. Yeah. <sighs> Rough. And Let's you, move on. But, <laughs> but I mean, but to bridge into healthcare, they, they ask you that stuff. And then at least for me, when I worked in my for a previous job, we like double the amount of alcohol. Someone oh yeah. Says. Any answer you double it. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like when I've answered that question to my own doctor, mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, doubling it would work for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I said, oh no, I'm going to say I'm the, I'm honest. And I think I've put the honest value of what it really is on like a form like twice. And I was so ashamed of myself that I never did it again. <laughs> it's like, I will just lie to myself or to everyone else and- And myself. And myself yeah, that I don't yeah. have a problem. That's actually a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about on mm. the next few podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're doing um, yeah. a little. We're doing kind mini. of a little. They are semi-related. Today's episode is going to be about nurse burnout and what that looks like and how it feels and all that sad stuff. Hot. <laughs> it feels very hot. Yeah. Burnout. Burnout. Oh, there you uh, go. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's all right. <laughs> no, I'm just slow today, so that's why I didn't pick up on what you're oh, stepping right. in. Why are you? Because you're hungover. No. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm hungover. Negate the whole conversation we just had. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we're talking about burnout. The next podcast, I think we're talking about uh, coping and different vices that mm-hmm. we utilize to mm-hmm. get through our careers, right? Uh, you have to in this line of work. Hey, absolutely we're all have human, to. right? And we do really tough, a tough job. So mm-hmm. anyways. And then the third, isn't there? Oh, work-life balance. Yeah. We're going to try to figure out what that means. So if you have any ideas or suggestions, let us know because we're just going to make it up as we go along because we haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone really does, but anyway, that'll be on the next part. On yeah. the part. But if you have tips or something that you do for work-life balance that you want us to you know, talk about in the podcast, write it into us. Yeah. Or struggles <laughs> with figuring that out. Yeah. Find so. us on Instagram or Facebook. Those are really the best places. Yeah. We're on those weekly. Yes, we are. Yeah. Anyway, so burnout. You were saying you're kind of struggling with I'm burnout. burnt out right now. Are you As hurt? we are speak. You hot? I'm so You're a hot nurse. Hot. We should just call them hot nurses hot instead nurses. of burnt out. Yeah. It just sounds better. Better marketing spin yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I am a little burnt out, to be honest. You know, in the summer at the hospital I work at, usually there's a huge dip in our patient census. So on one hand, it's like a double-edged sword because um, you're being put on call more or totally called off. And so you're not making as much money. But on the other hand, uh, it's kind of nice because you're being put on call more and you're being called off. So it's, and the patient load's usually a little easier, you know. Um, But this summer, I don't know what it is. We are packed. Our floor is just full and really acute and difficult patients, a lot of psych issues going on. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just a hard weeks. And we've had some change in like our our leadership at the current hospital I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of having this trickle down effect where people are more nervous. Hmm. Um, and like staffing and you're like um, not sure what's happening. Yeah, like, tr- like you kind of feel exposed or unprotected when mm. there's a change in higher ups because mm-hmm. you don't know the new person, right? Right. So, I mean, the floor nurses, I don't think feel it as much, but I think the charge nurses and managers definitely kind of have a sense of unease mm-hmm. when that happens. So, that makes sense. Like you don't know what to expect or how they're going to react to a situation. Yeah, or, or what changes are ahead or yeah. if they're looking out for your best interest, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's understandable, but I think it can really, when you have uneasy managers or charges or supervisors or whoever your immediate superior is, mm-hmm. that changes their attitude, which changes the vibe on the floor. Right. And leads to burnout, I think. Yeah. Like if that's happening, you know, also I feel like just in, I mean, in any job in general, people change employees change frequently, mm-hmm. you know, people, I don't know. I was talking to someone like an older in an older generation, um, a while ago, maybe last year. And just saying how in the past people would get into a job and stay in it forever until they retired or a couple, but they're in jobs for the long term, And I think there's a lot more job hopping right. going on now. Yeah. And that's, un, you know, 
it's unstable. You're not creating long lasting relationships with coworkers and with patients while in hospital. Hopefully you're not doing that anyway with patients (laughs) at least, but, um, you're kind of more transient. Right. And if you're not investing, that's the perfect word for it. Mm -hmm. That is the perfect word. Like you're not buying into the culture of the place. Right. And I would think that you'd get burned out a lot easier because you're not like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay and I know we're a family and we're going to work on it. And this is just what I need. Yeah. Like there's less of a sense of, I'll just power through this bad part because I know Mm -hmm. there's good here. Right. It's more of like, oh, this place sucks. I'm going to get a per diem job here and here and here. Right. Right. So I don't know if that's just like things evolving naturally, like our generation and times change and we change and yeah. You know, how we communicate is super different. We text everyone instead of calling and it's just weird to call. Like, it's just how it is. Yeah. And the older generation would never do that. progression. Right. That's just... Of culture. Humanity overall. evolving and, you know, with new technology that we get or... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's a really interesting topic I'd want to get into yeah. sometime. I've had a lot of conversations about this, but... um so you're feeling burned out just because it's like really high census and stressful and are they loading more patients on you? No, I mean, we have really strict patient ratios, so that doesn't change. But um, ah, I don't, you know, I think s- such an important and actually really under supported thing in um, the nursing field is developing that sense of team. Mm-hmm. And I feel very lucky because at the hospital I work at, that's what makes it so good. That makes That's what makes me want to stay, you know, because you're dealing with hard stuff. And I, I know at other hospitals, <clears throat> I've heard at least, not to like totally generalize like, oh, my hospital's so special and these yeah. ones suck. But I have heard patient, uh, not patients, nurses that worked at our hospital and then go to like a Kaiser system or a bigger hospital that's more um, a system. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more on your own. Right. You know, and that, you know, does, I think that tr- ultimately ends bad for the patient mm-hmm. because, you know, if something's going wrong or if I need help, I usually always have help around. Right. And, um, but lately it's just with such high acute patients, everybody needs help mm-hmm. and there's only so many resources at hand. And then when your, your higher ups are unsteady and putting weird vibes out onto the floor where, right. you know, you feel like almost unsupported at times. Yeah. That's really hard. And it, and it's a bummer for not only you as the care as the nurse, but the patient. Yeah. If you're working with burned out nurses, like that's the worst. That's hard. It doesn't mean all burned out nurses like those grumpy nurses, but eventually you can get there. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because you're doing a hard day, a hard job 24 seven. I'm not saying like any other job in this world is not a hard job, but, but it's a tough job. And if you don't have that like good mindset going in, it can be even make for an even longer tougher job. And what you're talking about totally contributes to that. If you don't have a good team that mm-hmm. you're working with, you're going to get burned out faster. If you don't feel trusted or supported in your environment, you're going to get burned out faster. If you're, if there's not a good culture of like, right. Like a culture of safety and a mm-hmm. culture of, um, kind of, you know, protecting the nurses, having, having a feeling that the place you're working, that that's a value to them. Right. You know? Yeah. Definitely being undervalued. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's the fastest way to burn someone out is to tell them like, not make them feel appreciated. Yeah. Do you want to like sit up more? (laughs) Just getting blinded slowly by the sun. As the sun sets. That way. Yeah. There we go. Um, Um, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. That's It'll pass. I mean, that's, it comes in waves. You have tough shifts and tough stretches of shift. And, um, when did you start noticing it? Just like, has it been over the last month? Yeah, probably, probably over the last month, you know, like you said, being underappreciated, but it's when it's working night shift, like not that we're underappreciated or anything like that, but we kind of fly under the radar and we, most of the time like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's one thing not to be appreciated, but then to be like, kind of shit on sometimes, you know? Like, give me an example. Like, um, oftentimes it's like you don't hear from your manager until you've done something horribly wrong Mm. or they have something to complain about with Mm -hmm. you, you know? Yeah. And that's just a horrible feeling because it's like, 
well, what about all these things I've been doing right for a year and right. I haven't heard from you or gotten any feedback or any like attaboys, you know, those go, even if they're so simple and borderline insincere, they really do make a difference. Oh yeah. It gives you a pep. You're like, oh, yeah. hey, someone, someone cared that it I kinda, did that. It, it gives you a little bit more pride in right. what you're doing. And it helps the person telling you not be hated. If you only come to people when you're saying something like, yeah, you know, they have to work on or that, yeah, you know, you're not going to like that person as much. You're like, you know, I have a really good manager who is very appreciative and says we're doing a good job and he's very positive and he comes, so he comes with both of those things. But when he comes with the negatives, you, you remember the times that he's appreciated you and been there for you and heard you. Totally, totally. And it, it makes, it gives more value to the things he's saying when it's not a good thing because right. it's not like he's just you know, mm-hmm. having to talk to you about something. Right. You know like, that he sees you as the whole person. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good way to put it. So yeah. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a, it's definitely a, um, I think it's like career wide issue that mm-hmm. we deal with because it's, it's, I think we're caught kind of in this, um, no man zone or where we aren't the one making the decisions, right? Like mm-hmm. we have to, have I mean for certain things we're making the calls, but for really important things we are working based on what the doctor tells us and based on what policy tells us and based on the environment we're in. Right. But the patients are looking to us for answers, are looking for us to, to blame. blame. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Might have hit on a note there, yeah. but yeah, and so we have yeah. very little control in a situation where we have to. Right. Be, be the ones holding the responsibility. And it's hard. A lot of times doctors are just thanked a lot yeah. and pa- patients respect them so they don't yell at them or they're not, they don't show that they're really angry to them, but they'll show it to us. They'll be also very appreciative of, of nurses, but they have no problem yelling at us and blaming us when Absolutely. we're like, we don't even have the power here. We are doing what we're told. Yeah. You exactly. Know? That's yeah. totally, that's it right there. And we have to listen to it and then respectfully talk back to a doctor not talk back, but, you know, say, say, translate pass the message on yeah. your doctor in a nice way and we can't complain and we can't, you know, it's just, we, we take it good or bad and that's our job. So yeah. that's literally our job. Your job is a nurse. And so, you know, to be this like per in between, between patients. And I feel like that's why nurses are so known for having a uh, high burnout. Yeah. That's a tough job. <laughs> it's, it's we're, so difficult to navigate care. that diplomatically. Right. So I had a, a patient, or patient, it was like the night before he was going in for a bypass and he asked for a sleep aid. And so at like 9.15, I texted the surgeon who's the only one on their case and asked for a sleep aid. Literally just said, so-and-so is requesting a sleep aid. And I got a like three paragraph text message back from the surgeon about how it's so like ridiculous how... I, like he, ex- I expect him to fix all the problems and why don't I try some, you know, good old human compassion and talk to the patient. I'm like, what? I'm with the patient for 12 hours. That's what I'm doing, right. you know? And if a doctor has the audacity to tell a nurse to be more compassionate, yeah, I want to slap that man I or was, woman. I was, <laughs> it was, I... Well, what happened was I didn't end up reading the whole text message before I started to reply. Uh And the first part was how like the patients come in and just want us to fix all their problems. And I was like, I totally agree. They come in here and expect us to fix things that are way outside of our scope or way outside of the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's so frustrating to have to just put band-aids over everything. And I sent it and then I read the rest of his message that was so offensive. Oh gosh. And I was got all mad. But luckily my response to him really diffused and right. he's like, you're right. I'm really sorry. I'm just really frustrated with yeah. the moment. And I was like, well, at least you can say that. Right. But, um, and yeah. true, I mean, they have a lot of shit to deal with also. Yeah, they do. But they this do. is not a doctor podcast. No, it this is not. This is a nursing podcast. So Move screw over. you guys. You're just like being blinded. <laughs> I'm just watching oh, you continually. I have like, really squinty okay. eyes, so okay. I almost never notice. Oh, is that why? I couldn't even tell. Yeah. Me. No, I <laughs> couldn't tell. I, couldn't, I didn't know you had eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they are really squinty. I have very big cheeks that just no. protect them. Because you're just happy and smiley all the time. Yeah, I love that about is. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> but... Go on. I was <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is one... Oops. 
That was my mic making that farting <laughs> sure. sound. I swear. Okay. It's between my toes right we here. We like to share it all. <laughs> I'll vouch for that. It's between our toes. Um, so yeah, I think that that, that aspect where, where we have all this responsibility, but none of the control is what ultimately, like those are the moments that eat me up more than like dealing with difficult patients or mm-hmm. dealing with ungrateful patients or dealing with difficult family or, you know, having to do really dark, hard stuff in a moment. It's more Mm -hmm. so the fact that you want to do things that help, but Mm -hmm. you can't. Right. You know? Yeah. And and not like when you say, but we can't, it's not like then, I feel like then someone might say, well, then why don't you become a doctor? I'm like, I don't want to. No, yeah. But it's just a hard job. It's just, it is. I like being a nurse and what I I do, but I There's a system in place that we're working within. Right. You know, it's like I want my patient to get sleep, but at the same time, I also have to check their vitals every four hours to make sure they're doing okay. Right. You know, like we just do our best within the environment we're in. And that's a perfect example is they thank you for giving you the sleep med, but then they yell at you for waking them up all the time. You're like, okay, you are here. This is not the Carlton. Like, (laughs) like, you're here. I don't think a car, is the Carlton a real hotel? I don't know. (laughs) I said that and then I went, I hope that's a hotel. I feel like that's, it sounded right. <laughs> Ritz Carlton, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then it's definitely not the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> Closer you know, to a Motel 8, if anything. <laughs> well, still, I mean, we're here to keep you alive. That's why you're in the hospital. This yeah. is not like, I'm sorry, you're not sleeping for, Yeah. and it is hard. I mean, it's hard for everybody. I Anytime we talk about this stuff, I always feel like, people like a doctor would be listening to be like, well, that's unfair, which it is. And a patient would be listening. Well, that's unfair. I'm going through the hardest time of my life. It's totally unfair. Uh, yes. It's unfair to everyone. Yeah. And again, we're nurses and there's a nurse podcast. We're talking about how it's hard for us. Yes. We're being self-indulgent we and selfish. Are, but it doesn't and mean- And I love it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean we are no, totally 100% unaware. aware and yeah. we appreciate doctors and patients. Yeah. And Absolutely. That's world, a good you know? um, like disclaimer because mm-hmm. like you said, we- we always remember we're not the patient and therefore we are not the focus. Right. But like you said, it's a nursing podcast. Yeah. So. It's a hard And job. we are people too. Right. We are. And we've been patients and yeah. we've dealt with nurses and, you know, it's all the whole, this is a hard world and this is a hard job because I think um, as far as kind of just rolling back to burnout, we see things that stay in our minds forever. We hear stories that stay in our minds forever. We remember how, you know, we're, if, you know, like you were saying earlier, doctor yelled at you, you know, that stuff sticks for a little while at least. Until oh, forever. The, you know, and then, <laughs> and then also we're just like really, really sad and hard things that we have to see regularly. Yeah, we carry that. And you carry it. And like for me personally, since I work with the elderly patients in cardiology, you too, um, constantly like today I had a patient say, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said that you're the second person that said that to me today, you know, <laughs> because I hear constantly getting yeah. old as the pits. I'm just, and I'm like, it's like the only, the, the only place we're all going to end up hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, is being old. So, you know, you're headed that way and you're constantly hearing how awful it is and how miserable they are. And you're like, I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm so sorry, you know, but, but then again, I tried to remind myself. So I don't get depressed that also I'm seeing there are a lot of old people that aren't in doctor's offices all the time. You don't have yeah. to be like you suffering. Kind of, like, but I'm, yeah. that's all we see as nurses. Totally. We see the sick side of life. We see the really hard stuff and it's hard to not get jaded thinking oh, it's impossible. the world is like that. Yeah, it's Like impossible. it's a miserable place. People are suffering. I'm going to suffer. You're be- working in a broken system. Like there's right. just this... Like it's not, and I really don't view it as a real negative thing, like being jaded or cynical because mm-hmm. it's impossible when you're faced with what we're faced with right. not to take that on. And I, I kind of feel like it's a protective measure. measure. I guess I meant more, that, yes, totally. But I, I meant more jaded. That was probably the wrong word. Um, in a sense of jaded against life being happy. Oh. And like that we're not all going to be suffering oh, because I see. we're h- seeing suffering all, all the, the time. time. Like the only reason you see me is because you're suffering in some manner. Yeah. You're having challenges and that's the only, people don't come to nurses and be like, I'm great. You're yeah. Like, cool. So I don't have a job, you know? It's like, unless you're an OB, it's mostly just, yeah, I'm in pain. Right. My quality of life has seriously declined. Right. 
It's hard, man. Yeah. It's so like that gets to me. And to empathize with that, like this is mm-hmm. going to sound kind of messed up, but over and over and over again, at a certain point, like I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have left for you? Wine. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. A bottle of on wine. On that note, I really like the wine. Yeah. Let's cheers to that. spicy, right? Oh, <laughs> that's a really light well, cheers. Well, with your baby, that's right. that's baby right. cup. Yeah. I was trying to not do it, Jenda, and hold the glass and then cheers you. Mm. So I was like, anyway. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's very flavorful. A lot of uh, spice to it. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier. um, I'm not a very good wine. Me neither. Yeah. It tastes good, though. I'm terrible. Yeah. This this is mostly just a blank with nurses podcast. (laughs) Sipping with nurses. Yeah. Uh, um, it's good though. I would, I actually, I'm not a huge Pinot fan. So, mm-hmm. um, this is one I really like. People always say that I'm a, whatever this fan and that fan, I don't even pay attention like, enough. I'm an ETOH fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I am. I don't know. I'm like, if it tastes good, I don't pay attention so much. Oh, I have you had really bad wine before? Oh yeah. Oh, oh God. Okay. We should bring a bottle of horrendous <laughs> wine. We've had one on the episode. Oh, that on one red, of the episodes. sparkling red. Oh yeah, that was, and I think there was one I wasn't on, but Sarah was like, oh, it was like terrible. (laughs) We should bring like Walmart box wine sometime. What if it's really good? Hey, then we know cheap. There you go. I don't, that would be a bad thing for us. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know some people too that like swear by boxed wine. Love it. Travel with it. If you want to go out of town, they say buy a thing of boxed wine, take the bag out, and then you can just go anywhere and put it in your backpack. That's true. I've done that at like concerts. Yeah. I don't think it's legal, but well, again, nothing you hear on the Winding with Nurses podcast is considered medical medical advice medical or otherwise. Advice or anything. Always consult your physician and don't <laughs> tell any police officers. Please. <laughs> Please and thank you. Um as our uh, our new disclaimer for every episode now. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, so yeah, the the whole burnout thing it's it's oh it's almost unavoidable. But um, I think like this podcast is super great because uh, you know I don't for me at least it's probably the same for all nurses. But there's really nobody you can talk about it with except other nurses. Mm-hmm. There's like it's like being a part of uh the uh army or something, being a veteran. Right. You know, there's a you're in the trenches, you're dealing with pa- like you said dealing with patients that are sick and suffering mm-hmm. and looking to you for answers and you're like, "Well, here's all I have for you. Here's like my empathy, right. my sympathy, my frustration my frustration yeah. my you know and it's it's physically and emotionally and spiritually taxing mm-hmm. it just takes it's it definitely takes its toll but and it's you know, hard because we don't have again we're not a doctor we can't do as much about it except for give give you our even sympathy even if we know right. even if we know what they're going to do yep. we still have to wait for that reply right and so and and if they're you know yeah, it's just hard. Yeah. It's a hard job. And and again, like this podcast, I'm so thankful for it because we get to talk about things that are hard um, or funny or whatever. <laughs> and it's really good. And other people can hear that. It's so cathartic. Yes. Yes. And I don't know if there are a lot of other places you can go. I mean, I know there are like um, all nurses dot com or something oh, yeah. is like a forum. Those message boards. Yeah. There's message boards. It's so personal though. Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe to each. I've, I, yeah, way. and I haven't like used them much, so I don't really. Yeah, I don't know, but um, or I think there are a couple other um, nursing podcasts. I haven't listened to them, but um, the t- you know, to know there there's that community out right. there. Yeah, and, and maybe it's growing. When we started, there weren't any at all. There was not a single other nursing podcast that we could find. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So we were the first first of their name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what is that line from Game of Thrones? Daenerys Targaryen, first of her name. Yes. No. Okay. I, I want to remember. It's like, okay. I'm it's, a, so it's like a whole speech, so it's okay yeah. that you don't remember. Oh, you mean introducing her? Yeah. Oh, she, the first of her name, the mother yeah. of dragons, and the father. <laughs> yeah. Blonde lady who does this and then kills everyone that we love. Okay. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, oh sorry. I'm just oh, dude, I it's been out it. for a while. <laughs> we, um, oh, shucks. I was going to say something. Oh, I like the shucks part, though. Ugh. Reminds me of shucks, which reminds me of holding. Cooling corn, holing corn. Reminds me of like shucking changing corn. a dirty bed. 
Oh, a dirty bed. Oh, Chucks. I was thinking of like home, like a dirty bed. And I was like, like a sex bed. <laughs> and I realized you're, we're all, this is nursing. Oh okay. yeah. A Chuck's bed. Oh, poop, poop, poop. poop it bed. always comes back to poop. We yes. mentioned that last time. Oh man. So I was, um, listening to this other podcast um, about how to save money when you have a baby. And they were <laughs> talking- the most like diligent pre-mom I've ever oh, met. Oh God, it's ridiculous. When I get into something, I blame my mother because I'm just like her. But when I get into like a topic, I- you I dive deep. Dive deep. And I'm, that's, you know, because also I love, I love learning- I love science. Loser. I know. Just kidding. No, such, me we're too. such losers. If you keep saying. <laughs> you can't help it. Yeah. Um, we just can't help ourselves. Yeah. We're actually cool. I think we're cool. Oh, that's oh, sorry. cool. Uh, anywho. And he was saying how to save money in a hospital when you have a baby in hospital. For example. Bring your own diapers. Yeah. They don't just give you a goodie bag of like pacifiers and diapers and like a squirt. All of that is charged. The squirt bottle. And it's not like, oh, here. It's like, like here's a parting your goodie gift. bag for having a baby. Yeah. It's like, we're going to charge you for this, this, and that. Here's some Colace, Tylenol, and, ibu- and uh, ibuprofen or like Motrin. Like all stuff you can get yeah. over the counter. And and I heard that those are like 30 something dollars and you can get them for like two bucks or a dollar something. <sighs> like bring your own shit because they charge you, you know, to quadruple that and they don't ask you. So unless you say, I don't want anything unless it's medically necessary, you're going to get charged for it. It's, that's one thing I think we should, I don't even know where to begin, but explore how to charge, like the charging system within a hospital. Mm, we do it in our work. Like I have to charge really? things. Yeah, I know they do it in surgery. Um, my roommates told me that, but like we don't. Right. When I yeah. go and get dressing supplies or yeah. when I drop a pill, it's just yep. like, oh, well, one's gone. Yeah, I know. Um, that's true. So, you just kind of grab supplies. But there's that list now that statewide, like all hospitals have to publish the cost of like having a fully catheter or- Oh, really? I yeah, you this. can look that up. It's public knowledge now. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, where do these numbers- It's like the same for college. I was like, so I have to pay like, it was like $1,200 monthly payment. And I'm like, well, can you break this down? Why does this class cost this much? Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I, I was like the most annoying person Because people person want to make a lot there. of money and yeah, put everyone in debt to mm-hmm. learn. Yeah, it's terrible. Broken system, man. Totally. It's frustrating. Like, like I'm going to, we're going to do an episode on this, but like insulin, for example, in Canada is $35. Oh, yeah. And here it's like a, a 300 something. And for the same thing. We're going to have a guest on that's going to talk about that at some point in the future, but... Tune in, folks. Yeah, just wait for that. But it's frustrating, and it's just an example of, like, we do everything... God, our lives are so hard sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm teasing, but it's true. It's like, when you look at the disparity there... Yeah, but then again, we wouldn't be successful nurses. This wouldn't be a great job if we didn't work where we work. Yeah. Like, the U.S. makes people go into debt for healthcare, but that's how we make money. Like, it's terrible, but that's... Oh, don't say that. I didn't need to know that. I mean, if you worked in Europe, being a nurse is not... It's like a shitty job. They don't... They were like, why aren't you a doctor? Because nurses... There's... I mean, the healthcare system and in Canada, I mean, it's it's not free, but it's very affordable or free, depending. You know, so it's not like a prestigious job there, but here it is because we work in a place oh that gosh, makes people I'm so glad I live where I live in debt for, for staying alive. Yeah. Yeah. And education. Yep. You know, like we're also privileged that we the became nurses because pillars of society. Yeah. Medicine and education yeah. and they're just business. It's fucked up folks. Oh, truth bomb. Um, if you didn't so know that already. If you couldn't tell, we're like super bitter and have huge <laughs> chips on our shoulders and this is the burnout episode. Yeah. So feel yeah. free to wallow in self-pity yeah. with us. Dude, it's so shitty though. It is. Just like all of it combined is shitty. It is. I have, you know, we, we come across patients every once in a while that like their quality of life is just, they are truly suffering. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, we deal with sick people that are suffering day to day, but like then there's people that are just every moment of yes. every day are suffering. Oh, it's so hard to see. And it's so hard. And I'm like, okay, well let me roll you over, which is the most excruciating process and clean out these gaping wounds, which is an even more excruciating process. So you can heal. I'm like, you're not, you know, yeah, they're not going to heal. It's so terrible. I had a patient like that recently who, um, had a really, he hit his leg on a car door and it kind of 
took a little chunk out. Not a big deal. This was like in December. I love that sound. It's so satisfying. <laughs> you should do that all the time. Okay. I, I caught you doing that last time and I was like, yes, girl. Love it. Um, so a door hit his leg and then it turned to this big, this was like December and, you know, way later. It's like a stasis ulcer now. Yeah, and it's huge and his leg is basically like the, the whole front of his um lower leg. What is shin? Shin. Yeah. Thank you. $500. <laughs> no. I'm telling um, you, we'd be great at taboo. Uh, I love to. We do, we have to. We should do that. We should do an episode with that and Alive somehow taboo. make it like nursing. <laughs> terrible. People be like, what, what am happening? I listening to? Just a lot of heavy breathing and then shouting. <laughs> also, otherwise known as some people's sex life. Um, <laughs> heavy breathing like, and shouting. Look for Carter yeah. there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say it was mine, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Maybe, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, get so, back to this Okay, so the story. Then. So his leg, you know, there's a huge chunk. Like, it, it's hard to describe because if people have never seen it, you don't know how disgusting how it bad it is and what it really is I'm trying to explain. It's like a big chunk missing full of yellow... Sloths. Yeah, yellow pussy, goopy stuff, and it's just dripping, and then it's not even bleeding. It's just, like, goop with, like, black around the edges of because there's necrotic tissue, which means dead tissue, and it's just, like... The worst. A gaping thing. Like, you can't even believe someone could have that on them and be alive. It's, like, something that looks like they should be on a zombie, and you feel so bad that person's walking around. I mean, walking so slowly and limping because their poor freaking leg is... Oh, just from a little just hit. Just 50% dead tissue. Yeah. And just gaping. Like this was probably 40% of the front of his shin. And, um, oh man, it was, the doctor was like, well, you gotta, uh, it's, it's really gross in there. I need you to go put a new bandage on it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you like pull, pull out some band-aids. Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah would have loved, she loves wounds. Oh, I, really? Yeah, she loves, she should have been a wound nurse. I'm going to save all my dressing changes for her when I see she's coming back on. You're welcome, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> she's it's like, she, she will be, she'll be like, yes. On my yes, resume, please. I'm going to put down on my skill set, passing the buck. <laughs> <laughs> Very, and then just put to Sarah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, she would have loved it. But yeah, I just kind of, you like think about what their life must be like. Yeah, how painful and so- and you at the same time it's like things like that like wiping people's butts or whatever. It sounds gross, but when you're doing it you I don't know, like just feel it's more that like for me at least I feel bad for them and that takes over the like how disgusting oh, yeah. it is. Like it's gross, but I feel so bad for the person. Yeah. That because you know, like if you were a person lying in a bed and having to have another woman wipe your butt for right. you, yeah, like Ugh. how, fr- like I don't, no one wants no. that, yeah. And, and these, I don't know. Anyway, so that was, um, I remember where I started talking about that, but that was pretty gross. Just like having to like take care of patients yeah. and make things worse for them for the goal of healing or, right. you know, for some. Yeah, we sent him to the ER because it was that bad. It's it's so oh gross. Probably definitely infected. Oh yeah, the whole room smelled. I mean, there was just yellow like old bandages everywhere. He was in wound care for like six months too, and nothing was getting better. Felt so bad for the guy. I think we're you know healthcare in general we're starting to integrate it more, and I hope we continue to do that. But um, the focus on quality. I mean, I will never fully integrate it because it causes us to lose money as a healthcare system, but focusing on quality of life, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times we are doing these really radical procedures and measures to mm-hmm. extend the, the time of a person's life. And right. then what their last six months of their life is just tortured. Right. Well, I think that's the ultimate thing is in medicine, we're there to make people's lives better, but are we really? Yeah. We're just we're not there things. to make them better. We're there to get their Pro-long. labs look right, yeah. make them look right, and- right. Yeah, and, and that's um, I think death with dignity is should be a thing everywhere. Like the Death with Dignity Act in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote a paper on that. Oh, did you? At my very religious school I went to, <laughs> I was not well received. Oh, God. I was like, <laughs> did you? Did, did they not fail you for that class? Oh, well, they, they didn't really like the paper, yeah. but I but gave them something they couldn't point. refute. Yeah. I mean, I would 
that I would do it like yeah, that totally. route if you were suffering that much. Yeah. I think I was, we had a recently had a podcast meeting to kind of talk about what we're going to be doing over the summer and what some of our, you know, brainstorming ideas was. And I don't remember because there was wine involved if I mentioned it or not, but I wanted to do, uh, an episode about the culture of death. We like the view of death. Our culture has Mm -hmm. culture of death. Wow. That sounded really dark. We're going to play screamo music for 45 minutes. So we, we had, um, this was before you joined us, but we did have a, a hospice doctor on, and I think we did like two or three episodes about death and dying and it got pretty dark. Um, (laughs) I honestly didn't listen to some of them. You didn't want to well, relive yeah, it. Yeah, because I wasn't there. I was like, oh God. No, I, I wasn't even on it. I just oh my didn't gosh. Hear it. Yeah. But um, was it just Sarah and a doctor? Yeah. I just couldn't be. I wasn't not on it by choice. I just yeah, couldn't. Just I wasn't available. Scheduling issues. Um, right. Uh, but, but I think that would be a fabulous topic because no one. It's hard to talk about those things in our in our culture. We which, don't talk about something which that's totally is normal. Cultural. Yeah. Like that is a total totally cultural, cultural influence. In other cultures, like kids are around birth and death yeah. regularly. The people have babies in their houses and their grandmothers die in their houses and they help wash them. Like yeah. it's a normal thing. Because it is a normal a taboo. thing. It all comes back to taboo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. People die and are born every single second. Yeah. Uh, for all the time. So it's normal and we don't talk about it because it's it's hard and it's a medical thing and it's a but it's not it's a natural yeah, thing. Yeah, even in the healthcare industry when somebody dies we call it say they expired. Mhm. Oh, I hate that Isn't word. Isn't that so impersonal? So impersonal. Yeah. It's like milk but that expired. That comes it's back terrible. to how like the jadedness mm-hmm. and the clinical aspect of it is like protect al- almost protecting a yourself. Protection. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I had an incident recently where it wasn't my patient, but a patient on the floor was somebody I knew personally. And like to see those worlds collide, it hit me so much deeper than mm-hmm. any any patient I've had that had way more traumatic experiences, you know, right. because it met my real life with my work life and, mm-hmm. and it tapped into those emotions that I usually keep turned off. Right. And that's why there's a rule against that. Like, yeah. you know, it don't do you, not. It is don't rough. be the care. Don't be the the nurse or doctor of a loved one. Yeah, because I, it's it brings it. It makes it too personal. It's already hard. It's all yeah. And I that per- patient had a rapid response, and I got heavily involved in that moment. And I wish I didn't because mm. it scarred me. Yeah, you know, and you can't take that out. You um, can't. Sorry, that's tough. Eh, it's the mm. job. It's so funny. This is terrible. I mean, I shouldn't even say it. We got to wrap up, but thinking- like End some, on a dark note, some, please. <laughs> no, I, I don't- Oh, come on. You had all that filled dark. up. It's more just like, sometimes I hear people talk about their day and what this is terrible, what oh, their day was like Yep. at like a normal job, like their doing stress. this and that, and they're complaining about it. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know because they don't know the world we live in. You have no idea what your bad day and my bad day were like. I know you can't compare it. You should not Apples compare people. Oranges, with, yeah, but totally different. I Everyone's day is hard, too. but it's, yeah, listening to people it's talking like about their day. one of day. those more like self-indulgent moments where yeah. you're just like, would, would you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> and that makes us a worse people, but yeah. it makes yeah. us, it's also we're human and yeah. we yeah, can't true. help it sometimes. Yeah. But And it's terrible. Like ever, you can't, that's why they say like, well, your suffering is different than my suffering. Like it's both suffering and everyone's experience is important and unique. And I totally believe that. But again, when someone is complaining about their day and I'm like, oh my God, you don't even know. <laughs> you, like, you have no, this is what my mom always says. I'll have like worked four or five days in a row and like slept four hours in between 12 hour shifts Mm -hmm. and she'll go well if it makes you feel better I slept really bad last night your dad snored and I'm like why would that make me feel better woman yeah (laughs) what no yeah it doesn't but again you can't you can't like that's why I didn't want to say it because then people are going to hear it and go oh well now I can't complain to her because she's good but honestly everyone thinks that they just don't say it like everyone is like your day isn't as bad as my day like it's just a human reaction and it's not how I feel like I, I always want people to tell me because I do sympathize everyone's 
hard hardship is their hardship and they have a right to that. And it's not comparable and to probably anyone else's. if I went through their day, I would yeah. be like, I'm out of my depth. Get me back to the floor. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I had to say it because it's, it's a feeling we have. I yeah. have it too. It's hard. Have it too. We're just dealing with so many, so, like it's a, it's a, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're veteran. Like it's something it's people different. don't get unless yeah. you're in it. Yeah. You're dealing with death, dying, suffering, misery, like poop, like critical things, like a kill poop. Yeah, poop, like things yeah. like that are just. <laughs> I don't it know. Is. It's it's a different. And realm. again, like that responsibility is weighing on you, right? Like, yeah. Did I make? Did I do the right thing in that moment? Yeah. I don't like. I don't. know. I hate when I have to go home and I'm thinking about like shit. Should I have done this? And like, am I going to? Could I have done tomorrow? that? Right. Should I have contacted the doctor? Yeah. Sooner? There's lives and this is like keeping people alive. That's like our part of what we do. And it's a hard thing yeah. to do. And be like, for. I feel like all the time, I'm like, I can't believe they let me do this job. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, such a weird, it's being a weird. nurses is crazy. I love it. It's crazy. It's I weird. I love it, but I hate it. It's, yeah. it's like, I love what I do, but I hate what it does to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I've like considered like throughout my nursing, I know we got to wrap up, but like nursing that I want to like, oh, I, could, I hated doing hospital when I did it for, when I was in school, but trying it again and this not, and then this article came up in my email, some nursing thing about, oh, nurse burnout is getting worse. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's such a huge problem now. Oh yeah. Like hospital nurses is what it was focusing on. I was like, well, of course, cause like, I, I think I'm the, probably not going to burn out in my job. It's like pretty cushy it's, for, <laughs> for nursing, you know? So like cushy, cush, is, cushy. <laughs> I just wanted to What say, did you say earlier? Boached. <laughs> but, but no. I don't know. No, I can't remember. I wanted to say botched. Cushy. I said that sounds dirty. Cushy. <laughs> I'll say Makushi. <laughs> yeah, I think anyway. I was like kind of trying to read up for today, and it's there was 2017 statistics mm-hmm. said that 41 percent of nurses consider changing careers because of yeah. burnout. Right. Which is a huge number. It's a huge, especially number. when you consider how much debt we're all in for right. going into this pr- profession. Right. And 41 of us are like. 41%, sorry, are like, I'm out. Don't leave that 1% out there, girl. It's a big percent. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I know, it's crazy. When I, after, that's why I didn't go to hospital because after school, I didn't even want to be a nurse anymore. Really? And I knew many other yeah. students I was with that were like, fuck this. Like, that was awful and so stressful. So, like, yeah. your cortisol must be like through, through the, the roof. roof. That's how I survive. Four hours of sleep, half a pot of coffee. Yeah. And a uh, couple pumps of adrenal cortisol. But there's nothing like nurses. We are a special breed. We should Cheers end on to that, that note. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Bye.